0: Hey friends, we hope this message from C3 Fort Worth helps you see Jesus like never before. And if you're in or around Fort Worth, we'd love to meet you on a Sunday or at one of our weekly dinner parties.
1: I'm I'm excited to be here today. It's gonna be good. Uh, We do have one thing we wanna share. May 23rd, May 23rd, Pentecost Sunday. If you don't know, we've been going through Uh, the church calendar yes and so Pentecost Sunday is May 23rd and on that night which is a great night to invite some people we're gonna have a blast it's a worship night worship prayer prophetic moving in the spirit it's gonna be awesome Awesome. we're excited about it and uh, so we hope you plan on being there at six o'clock six o'clock May 23rd Sunday night that doesn't mean that doesn't mean skip Monday Sunday morning
0: Oh, see, that's it means come Sunday part. morning
1: because Sunday night will not be as anointed that the Holy Spirit really won't move in your life the same way. Right. If you don't show up yes. Sunday morning, right. you definitely won't get a prophetic word because I'll be paying attention. Oh, yeah, no, we'll I'm have a little list. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Way we weird like that. But I just, I would highly encourage you to be at <laughs> both. Just... Uh, sorry. Sunday morning, Sunday night going to be a blast.
0: Yes. Anything else? Gosh, you know, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. You know? Anybody else happy to be here?
1: Next Steps next week. It's going to be awesome. Next we'll Steps. That.
0: Yes. We have been really working on our Next Steps stuff. Yeah. And you guys, every time we do it, it just gets better and better. So I just thank you, T and Shane, for leading yeah, that. Awesome. It's been phenomenal. Next Steps is just a place for you to learn about the church and learn about yourself all in one
1: Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Lunch class. provided.
0: With lunch provided.
1: All happening next week. Who doesn't hey, we lunch? got an amazing story we want to share via yes. video. So we want to do that real quick. Yeah, I would love that. Oh, that's awesome. All right, let's watch that real quick.
2: Being a mom is like a sacrificial love. Like you put everything about yourself aside and focus on your child. So for me with Zoe especially. My life is her life in a way. My voice is her voice. I think motherhood, are you gonna talk? Are you gonna talk, really?
1: You're a cute
2: girl. So I think motherhood for me is also, there's joy in every day. I think before Zoe, um, there wasn't as much joy and happiness in my life. Even through the hard stuff we've been through with her, she makes me smile or laugh or just being herself. I wouldn't change that for anything. Um, Yeah, sweet girl. We were so excited to finally have a baby. The Lord gave us Zoe's name before she was born. Things changed when she was about three months old. That's when her seizure started. It took us quite some time, like about a year, to really figure out what was going on. And we still don't even have all the answers because what she has is a rare genetic condition, which is a good and a bad thing. It's a bad thing because there's no treatment, no cure or anything like that, but it's a good thing because there's no box that she's put in. The sky's a limit for her and that's encouraging. I think what Zoe's taught me most is when life throws you something unexpected, you can get through it. And I mean, I lean on Jesus a lot and I lean on him knowing that he's got a bigger plan and purpose for us. It's okay to grieve like the things that you expected from life, and it's okay to have those feelings like you're missing something and you're missing out. There's good things to be found outside
3: of your expectations. So Shannon is a mom that goes above and beyond. She is so dedicated, not just to Zoe, but to me as a husband and to our house and to all our lives. You know, she is a planner. She, literally, she is like an amazing woman in all the sense of the word she doesn't just care physically but like spiritually she makes sure that we are like like growing as a as a married couple when I'm going and having my really pitiful days of like you know asking God why things are going the way they are or, or, or all the things like down she just lift me up and she literally makes sure that like I understand that like God is in control and he's leading our family. Uh, she's magnificent. She's beautiful. She got the prettiest eyes right next to Zoe. Um, and yeah, I love her.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, you can clap for that. I'm going to get so emotional today on that story and many things. Hey, guess what? Surprise. I am preaching today. I think the last time—this isn't the first time I've preached—it's just been a minute. Um, but last time I preached, I had intro music, <laughs> so it was it was fun. But that video was a way better intro to today, um, and I am so thankful for what the Lord has already done. It's always amazing to, to show up on a Sunday and our team talks the worship team we all talk but I God God is the biggest orchestrator of all. He really is. We don't sit and talk about the details of what we're going to share, but let's just get into it. I am um, Man, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to my mom, to my mom in love. And if I had my bonus mom, Mary Ann, you've all met her. I would say Happy Mother's Day to her. I am. I am really blessed to have my mama and my other mama and my other mama. And a lot of you, I am. God, I told you. You might. Does anyone have any Kleenexes? I'm gonna get weepy. Um. Nobody knows a lot about my mama, but she was a single mother early on. Well, I was 15. My sister was. Half that. <laughs> so sad to say. She was, I'm older, yes. Um, but my mom is a single mom, and mom, I just honor you because we never went without what we wanted. We didn't know, like, our lives didn't change when the divorce happened, and I know your life significantly changed. Um, And so I just want to honor you because you were a stable, a staple in our life. You were a rock. You are a rock. And so I am forever grateful for the provision that you bring to my life. And gosh, I'm I'm a bit of a hypochondriac, a bit. And, And you calm me probably more. And I love my husband, but you're the one. Our mamas are the ones that have to come in and calm us down. So, mama, I love you. And for my amazing mother-in-law, you just, I could not have married into a better family. Um, Moms that truly support you is just amazing. And so, hey, I'm just going to shift gears a little bit. We've been walking through as a church this thing called the lectionary that is new to me and it's called the church calendar and we have been walking through that this year and Brennan and I have just been completely wrecked by what God has shown us. If you don't know, the church calendar is something that is just a collection of scripture and it's laid out, it's, it's in kind of a calendar format and it's laid out in three years. So at the end of three years, we should, if we stick to it, we should be able to go through the entire Bible, as a community. And I just think that that is amazing. I love that. How many of you have just loved what God has been doing in our church? Man, every Sunday is just so full of life. It is so good. So I just have to say this one thing I heard last week. There was, you know, our vision here is to see Jesus on every street and every heart. But it's also to to have people come in and see Jesus like never before. Like We want people to come in and experience Jesus in a new way. And so I think it's kind of funny that last week we had a lady say, man, if I would have gotten this growing up in church, my life would be different. God, that just speaks right to my heart. It's so, so beautiful. So I just want to honor our pastor, Brandon Cole. I want to honor you because I think that I am, There's, I know that I couldn't do it the way that you do it. I know that there have been um, moments of prayer for you that have shook you because it comes out of this place of, God, what do you want for your church? What do you want for your city? What do you want for your people? And so I just honor you because the depth of teaching that comes from you is beautiful. And actually, as I was praying over you, I felt um, Psalm 34, which I shared with you. I, I did a little sneak share for him. And um, I truly believe that out of those moments of prayer, um, like like deep like concern, like, God, what do you want for your church? I believe that God's going to show up in a massive way. And Psalm 34 is going to confirm that in you. But a man who goes to the Lord will find answers. And I believe that there are answers coming and solutions coming. How many of you know in church life, I don't think you do know, actually, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made over the buildings and the stuff and all the cool things that we have, but I believe what God has called us to as a church at C3 Fort Worth is a lot bigger, is a lot bigger, not just in people, but in its reach, and so I honor you for your heart to go forward. For two decades, this man has stayed the path, and so I just, I'm just so grateful to have you in our leadership and as my husband, because you are a great husband, but as our leader. We love you so, so much. It's an honor to serve with you. So, um, And i am just got one more prophetic word as we were worshiping this morning. Um, Donnie, um, as we were worshiping, I saw three things. The first thing I saw, which was kind of funny, was I saw tools all around you, which I don't know if you're going to go to work building something, but... I don't think that's what it was. I actually, I mean, do you want to shed? Because you could probably do that too in this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I just felt like the Lord is like doing a lot of things for you. Um, under the surface, there's some things. And actually, as you were worshiping, I saw a tunnel that just kept going down and down and down. There's a depth in your soul um, for worship. And then there, then I saw on the stage, on the platform, I saw rings just resounding, like going out, that there is your, your, because of the depths that you've searched for God, and your voice is going to reach more than you know, so stop trying to fix things on your own, maybe, is what the Lord's saying, stop trying to figure it out, but allow the Lord, he sees you, he's actually really proud of the, of the, the deep, gosh, the, it's, it's a deep, Thing in you of worship and legacy. I know that's already there, but I saw it, and it's moving, and it's going out from you, so I believe this is the start of like a whole new thing for you. So stop trying to figure it out. Get on your knees. It'll be good. Amen. Alright, so if I look around in worship, I'm always looking for what the Lord wants to speak. I like. He gives me pictures. It's beautiful. So I love prophetic stuff. So we're in this thing, and I'm going to be on my notes a lot, but We're in this Easter time still. It's still Easter. I just think that's so fun. We're still in Easter. So we're really in this place of really discovering what the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ means for us, especially in our darkest moments. We have talked about, you know, when we're in this series called After Midnight, and it's this idea of when Jesus died, what happened? What happened when everything was dark? Can you just imagine being a disciple? Jesus told them this was happening, that this was to come, but then it happens, and you're in the midst of it, and you're like, I can imagine myself, like, in just shock and fear and what's going to happen, and I believe that the disciples truly felt like they were going to be next, and so they're kind of in this place where they had sat in fear and anxiety, and they were sleepless in worry, all the while he was raising from the grave, So, we've just kind of been leading into what it means to trust in the resurrection of Christ, even in our darkest moments. To believe that there is a dawn, amen, his resurrection, that there is a dawn after the night, that there is a new day, amen. So, I love a good sunrise, I don't see it often. Because I saw you looking at me when I said I don't see it often because I love sleep more than I did when I was a teenager. But I love a new dawn. I love the fresh anticipation that the day brings. I love that I get to wake up and I have a fresh breath. I love that scripture that mercies are new every morning. There's so much hope. Like when you actually see a sunrise, there's so much hope. There's so much anticipation. And so I want to talk about 2020 for a little bit. I want to talk about... Um, that was a year for Brandon and I personally um, that I, I, um, I looked forward to seeing the sunrise. 2020 put Brandon and I in a place of fear more than we ever thought it would. We were shook to our core, um, you know, all this stuff swirling around, but mostly for the church life. The church had changed. What we should do for the church, how, what do we do? We can't have church. We'll get fined. I, I couldn't do hair for weeks, so I didn't have an income coming in. Um, gosh, I felt like there were the rioting and the social injustice stuff all over social media. It was just one of those, y'all remember it. Maybe some of you are like, we are past that. I don't want to go back there. But let me just remind you, like, that all happened, and all the while, um, I just, do you remember this? We were in, um, we were in our living room, and you were setting up, because we were doing church online, you were setting up the heat lamp, the, I call them heat lamps, because it was so hot. It, he had lights everywhere, and so what was really funny was he would set up the whole stage for him to preach, and then I would take the kids outside, and we would just run for you know, an hour to let him preach in our living room so that it was quiet, and there was one day where I was like, man, it is taking so long, and he comes out, and he's just sweating, and he's like, the camera shut off like every three minutes, and it was just awful, and so we were, we dealt with some things, we became like producers, and I don't know what you want to go, we we became homeschool teachers, that was, bless you teachers in the room, That was amazing, but, um, and here's where it's going to get tricky. Um, We also, I didn't want to share this, but we also lost my grandfather, who was, sorry, who was like a dad to me, and I think I'd experienced grief in a way that I hadn't in a long time. And so that's where I want to land today. I want to land in this place of what happens when grief just, Happy Mother's Day, by the way. <laughs> when grief just slaps you in the face and tragedy just gets you in the face. Like, what, what happens? What do we do with that? I know that they say that grief never goes away, that kind of pain. But they say you carry it differently. And so, um, I'm an extreme extrovert, and so I am good, and then I'm alone, and I process. And I think every day, I cry. And it's been six months, however long. But I remember this moment where, remember the ice storm? Let me just bring up all the bad stuff. Um... <laughs> I store the snowstorm, snowmageddon. And um, I remember the Lord, just tell me if my makeup's, okay. Um, and I, I remember it was after midnight, and I was closing our front window blinds, and I um, was looking out the window before I closed them, and just this whoosh went over me. I'm not trying to get super spiritual. But I felt the presence of the Lord so real in that moment. You know, I was probably crying. I don't know what I was doing, but I remember looking out, and it was so beautiful. It was so pure. It was so white and bright. Like, did y'all look out the window and see that when it snowed? It was so beautiful, and I just felt like the Lord said, Meredith, I've got you. You're okay. I felt fear just left. And this kind of this anticipation, this hope began to arise. This was in the middle of the night. And see, I believe sometimes God is asking us to just look out our blinds. Just look out and look up. It says in Psalms 40, 26, it says, lift up your eyes and see who created the stars. And I believe that there is no greater perspective If we will begin to open up our eyes, if we'll be able to, if we could just get our posture that leans in and it it lifts our eyes and it sees what God sees. See, I believe that what he has spoken over us in that moment, God didn't say anything, but it was everything. He didn't say anything. I didn't hear, Meredith, you're going to make all the money this year. It's just none of that. It was just his presence. It was just his goodness. That was everything for me. And so I think it's kind of crazy that within the church calendar today, Brennan didn't want me to preach just because it was Mother's Day. He wanted me to preach because this is our scripture for today. It's John 15. You can put it up on the screen, 9 through 11. And I have to preach out of the Amplified because that's the way to do it. It says, I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. It says, remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you. If you keep my commandments and obey my teaching, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and I remain in his love, I have told you these things so that you may have joy and delight may be in you and that your joy will be made full and complete and overflowing. Amen? Come on, let's pray to receive the word this morning. Heavenly Father, Jesus, I thank you. God, I thank you that you're a God who sees us. I thank, I thank you that you're a God who helps us. Father, I pray that we have a posture that begins to see what you see, that leans towards you in times of trouble and in times of grief. God, I pray we don't run from it, but Father God, we draw near to you in the midst of it. God, I thank you that today, right now, you would teach us what it means to remain in your love. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, no more crying, I don't think. Um, I have to tell you guys a story, and I hope you haven't heard it before. But if you know me for any significant amount of time, you know that I'm a smidge of a control freak. I wouldn't call it... I wouldn't call it a control freak as much as I would call it I'm orderly. (laughs) I look at Brandon when I do it, right? We are orderly. We like to have plans that follow through to where you want it to go. It's just this beautiful thing when you have plans. So I also come from a dad who says safety is no accident. So I come from that as well. Um, and I will say that just because I have plans, I already had three bottles of hand sanitizer in my drawer when they sold out. <laughs> so I am a bit, <laughs> what are you, he's <laughs> just, yes, three. I think I still have one if they're still sold out. I'm happy to sell it to you for a small price. <laughs> so anyways, so. We made plans this time last year to go to the beautiful Broken Boat, Oklahoma. It is a gorgeous place. I highly recommend going. It's three hours from here, quick drive. I had been wanting to go, come to find out my father-in-law had a friend. We went to stay at his cabin. And thank you to all the beautiful people who gave us um, some financial gifts to be able to do that. That was phenomenal. We love you. Long time. But there it is. There's the picture. Do you see that? Look at that cute little cabin. It had all the things. Gray has his puppy in there. Uh, So that's the beautiful cabin we went to. You can show the next slide. We just had a good little family getaway. This was coming out of the world being shut down. This was, look, there is us by the campfire. Don't show the next one. I'm not ready for it. Um, But you could stay there. That's us doing s'mores. We were having a grand old time. And so we thought that it would be funny the next day to go hiking. Fun. Sorry. It would be fun to go hiking. So you know me. Think of me. Put yourself in Meredith's shoes as the biggest control freak there is. Safety is no accident. And so we go. I'm, I pick out the easiest trail, beginner trail, and we go down. So we start driving, and no joke, you can show that next picture. This is the next picture we find. Is it? That's the exact picture that we find when we park. So we like park, and I'm like, my eyes are zoned in. Like, danger when siren sounds, beware of rapid rise in water level. Do, in my mind, do I stay or do I go? Because for me, I was, um, I was okay, we're doing this, it's easy. That's just a sign, nothing's gonna happen. That's like one sign. What, what could be the big deal? So we go, we're on the trail. I am telling the kids, if you don't stay right close to me, if you don't stay right by my side, I, it's going to be a new day for you. You know what I'm saying? If you don't stay right here, like, there's no rot climbing up there because I'm not going up there to get you. Like, you get up there, you get yourself down, so you just stay right here. Like, I'm giving him, I don't know if you remember this, but he kind of, he forgets a lot because I do this all the time. This is just me, normal, so he just lives with it. Um, So we see the sign. We decide to go. We're an hour in. We're exploring everywhere. I wish I had more pictures because I should have. But we see all the stuff, right? We're an hour in, deep in the woods, by the riverbed. It was beautiful. I had just relaxed when all of the sudden, Like a freaking freight train comes in. It's like the sound of a tornado siren goes off. This is for real. (laughs) What the heck? I I am like shook to the very core. I am like in my head, this is what's happening. My heart's racing about a mile a minute, and I just, I am just like, that's it. This is where it ends this is where it ends. The dam has broken. The water is going to come rushing, and this is on Beaver Bend National State Park, you know. Anyways, the water's going to come rushing, and we're going to get swept away because we're the only ones out here. Nobody's going to even know we're gone. So, I mean, no joke. Brandon <laughs> puts gray, he puts gray on his shoulders, and he just starts running. We're, like, running. And so I'm, like, coming out of a pandemic, you want me to run? And so I'm running. is running. We're like, run. <laughs> We're running and running, and this is not a paved trail. It's, like, around and over tree stumps, and sticks are sticking out, bugs. I, I think I ate 20 bugs. I'm not a bug person at all. And we run. The sirens are still going off. They're, I feel like it's in my head at this point, like it's its coming. And then I just keep looking. Cason runs for, like, five minutes, and he looks at me. His head, it's just hot. And he's like, I'm like, you better keep it up. Get it. I can't pick you up. So so we're running. We get to the top of the hill. Did I mention it was all uphill? We go all the way back up. Remember, we're at the river, and we're all the way back up. It's just life is normal. You see just people walking around, eating. Just, just people, they're just sitting in the pond with their little floaties. And I look at Brandon, I was like, just, just get in the car. Just get. Do they, are the kids still here? Just put them in the car. And I, I cannot. We just looked at each other. Do you remember this? The AC is full. <laughs> the AC is full blast, and we just go. Okay, okay. So maybe that's just like a warning. Like, I, like maybe the maybe it's gonna take some time for the water. I mean, I'm shook. We are like, this is it. This is it. But we are fine. We survived. We're good. And I say all that to say. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm here to say it. Today, we just like it, just gave me this beautiful picture just like a mother wants her children close, just like a mother wants her children to stay close. I think our Heavenly Father wants the same thing. And He says, If you'll just remain in me, if you'll just remain close, I'll show you things that you've never seen, I'll protect you, your joy will become complete. It's pretty amazing. Rick Warren gives us this definition of joy. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. It is the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And it is the determined choice, come on, to praise God in every situation. It is a determined choice to praise him. See, I want to know, like, why? This is what my search was. Went for the scripture. Why was Jesus telling the disciples to remain? Like what was he doing there? He's telling them because he knows what's to come. You've got to remember they've seen him die on a cross. They've seen him resurrect. They still had their moments where they were probably, what, what is happening? But he knows what to come. what's to come. So he's there just moments before you see Jesus still comforting them. You see him wash the feet, their feet, and they're like, okay. And then you see him just continually encourage them. See, Jesus loved, he deliberately loved the disciples in the chapters ahead in the way that the Father loved him. He taught them, he protected them, he guided them, and he sacrificially served them. He knows us, and he knows that the time is coming for him to return to his Father, so he leaves them with these, this verse or these verses. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love and don't for a second doubt it. See, there's an emphasis. I have three, three thoughts from this. Number one, there is an emphasis of love. Love those kids back there. <laughs> the love of Jesus speaks more, it's more than a feeling. It is love in action. See, the love that Jesus has for us is that agape love. It is that love that he chose to have. I love it that is giving more than getting. It's the love that pays a price. The emphasis is love. See, the disciples are still not fully comprehending why he's teaching on this and what he's doing. And a few chapters ahead, you see Peter. You know Peter. You see him. Why can't we go now? In verses, in chapter 13, he says, Why can't we go now? I'll lay my life down right now. Clearly, he was feeling encouraged. Clearly, he was feeling like ready. And what happens? Just three chapters later, he denies Jesus three times. See, talk is cheap, but love is costly. Love is gonna cost us something. See, Jesus' love took initiative. Jesus didn't feel like he had to die on the cross. He chose to. And that is good news. I think it's actually incredibly on purpose that Jesus would place his love for us in the same exact category that, as his father's love to himself. That's amazing. The kind of love that is close and personal, one that is unchanging and without measure. That is good news. And the second thing is, is we must remain in his love. But why don't we? Why don't we? I think we all know the answer. For me, I get busy. And this, I get busy doing the things. I have, it's happened every day this week. I have, I know that I want to prepare a word. I've got this thing going. And we get busy Y'all can come on up because I'm on point two. I didn't tell you that. Love you. Um, But we get busy. We get busy doing all the things. And this week I would wake up and I would get my coffee. That's the first thing I do. I get my coffee. Or at least I try to get my coffee. And then I get distracted. I see a piece of trash. And then I'm like, well, why is that there? And I start picking up. Before I know it, it's noon and I'm on my second cup of coffee. You know what I'm saying? But we get busy, and so I read, I recently read about um, this apple tree. I'm into gardening right now. And I read how an unpruned apple tree, if left unpruned, what happens? It starts to grow these tiny little apples. So it still produces, which I think is really brilliant. So this tree, left unpruned, it still produces these tiny little apples but they never grow to the size they should be, and they actually never get to the color that they're supposed to. And what actually happens is because so many tiny little apples are all over the branches, it starts to just weigh down and rot. And I think what a beautiful picture of our lives when we get so busy doing all the little things, trying to do all the little things. And when we're not remaining we waste all of our energy on just running and just doing. We lose focus, we get busy, we forget what's important. We just start doing, we get distracted by the wrong things. I don't know about you, but when I get overwhelmed and when I get busy, I get sick. I make unwise choices like eating Chick-fil-A every day. I'm a signature. I'm a signature person by the way. We beat ourselves up. Our body gets tired. We meditate on the wrong thoughts. We beat ourselves up over past sin. We constantly compare ourselves to others. We become more susceptible to the lies that the enemy whispers. We just get too busy doing all the things and nothing of real value comes out. You see, if that tree had been properly pruned, It could have used its resources to feed the apples in the way that it should. Those apples would have been just the way they were supposed to be. And I believe as we surrender to him and the process of remaining in him, if we surrender to that, because that's what it is. It is not easy. He gave your life. He gave his life for yours. So we actually have to make a choice too, to surrender to the process of a remaining so that we can become mature. Psalm says that blessed is he who takes refuge in him. See, a rootless faith will ultimately lead to a fruitless faith. Abiding in God will lead to an abiding faith. I've been here long enough. I've seen it too often. As Jesus was tempted in their desert, what did he do? He used the Father's word to fight. See, scripture is God's word. It won't just change your circumstance. It'll change you from the inside out. It's actually something that you can hold on to. His word is active and alive. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. And that is such amazing news. But you got to believe it. One commentary says it like this, the joy of Jesus is not a life of ease. It's the exhilaration of being one with God and consciously walking in his love. See, we can have that love and have it as an abiding presence. And that leads us to my last point. says your joy will be complete in the following and the remaining. I love that this joy speaks of a lasting relationship. I love that it's a joy that you don't just get on your own, but that it comes out of a relationship. That it doesn't leave you in isolation. You're not doing it all by your own strength, but that God is saying, just come to me. See, staying close to God is our safe place. Psalm 53:2 says, God is, oh, okay. So I got two scriptures last Sunday. So, said, Brenna got my message. Psalm 53.2 says that God is leaning over heaven. Think about this picture. He's leaning over all of heaven to see if there are any who seek him. What a beautiful picture of our God, just like I am a mother who constantly looks for her children to see if they're safe. I want to know that my children can hear my voice. I want to know that they can see me. When I call, I want them to come running. And I just think it's a beautiful picture that our Heavenly Father leans over and looks at all of human race, is what it says in one translation. It's one that searches for you. His heart is to know you. We call him, his name is Abba Father. He is the Prince of Peace, and he is Jehovah Jireh. So as we sing this song and the team can come on up, I don't preach near as long as that one. And all the admin people, am I still that long? Really? Uh-oh. Okay.
3: I've
0: been not toot my own horn. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the God who provides. And I want to read Isaiah 55, 10 through 11 over you. because <clears throat> I go back to... When I saw the snow and I looked out and God just, something new is coming. Something new is on its way. All of that was not me. All of this is me. And it says, for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth, making it bare and sprout and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So my word, which goes out of my mouth, it will not return to me void unless without result. It says useless and without result. My word will not return void without accomplishing what I desire. This is what your Father is saying. And without succeeding in the matter from which I sent it. See, I believe that there are things. I saw this as we were worshiping one Sunday morning. I kept, and y'all were here for it. I saw a beautiful sprout And God brought me to this scripture as I was preparing. And I just believe for some of us here today, we've been dealing with some heavy grief. Maybe we haven't, we didn't even know we had it. And then all of a sudden it comes out and here it is, this grief. Maybe some of us have been hurt and offended by right or wrong, but we're in desperate need of healing. And some of us have been asking some very real Questions, wanting some very real answers. And I believe God wants to meet you there. And maybe there's some dreams here today that God has started and He's not finished. But I believe that what God has started as you, He will finish. He will have His final say. It will be beautiful and it'll feel fresh. When anything that comes from the Lord should feel fresh. It shouldn't feel, I mean, shouldn't bog you down. Sometimes it's weighty, but it shouldn't bog you down. See, he is leaning over you. Will you remain? Will you trust in him? It's amazing. So we're going to go into this song in just a little bit, Jehovah Jireh, and I hope it takes a whole new meaning for you. It's a new song for us this morning but he is the God who provides. And so I wanna pray over you. Let's just begin to stand, church. Let's just go into a moment of worship. Come on, Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you that you are a good God. I thank you, God, that you have big things for us. God, I thank you that what you've started is not finished. God, I thank you that you're in the midst of every plan. Father, that you're the great orchestrator. you Lord that when it when your word says that we are to remain father I pray that when we come to you and we sit at the feet of Jesus I got I ask that your Holy Spirit would come that all Comforter, all provider your word says that we can rest in the shadow of your wings and so God I pray where those that are hurting those that are suffering those that have been hurt by leadership that have been hurt because they haven't sought answers, they haven't received answers, they feel like it's not from you. God, I pray that in this church we would feel the Holy Spirit begin to move like a mighty wind. I thank you, God, that you're going to meet every need. God, that you're going to fulfill every dream, every promise that has been spoken over us.
1: right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on.